Hey, welcome to the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. I'm Lori Rivers, your host. Here we talk about observational applied astrology with a progressive evolutionary twist. So I promised an episode about the new moon. And we're sitting on September 5th, the day before the new moon. And the moon is in Leo. And we're in the final part of the balsamic phase, which is with the letting go. Venus is square Pluto. Mars is trying Pluto. It adds an intensity to the energy. Oh, guys, what a day. It's a beautiful, beautiful, bright day on Labor Day weekend. It's funny, as we head into one of the biggest labor movements about to start that we have seen since the 1930s. You'll see that coming in October. It's starting to form now. There's lots of movements starting now. Everything from the women's movement to labor, to political. We're in for a lot of change, and it's just getting started. Don't say, oh no, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. We signed up for this. We signed up for every little gritty moment of it. And today, until through tomorrow because the moon isn't new until about 5 p.m. Pacific. We're letting go of every little ounce of every gritty thing that's in the way. Well, not all of it. You never get it all, right? You never get it all. I found myself going over some things I thought I had let go last night. And I hadn't. And yeah, it had to do with external validation. So needing to be loved. To prove worth. It's not how it works. Gotta do it on the inside. I teach this stuff because I use this stuff. I do this stuff. And that moon in Leo, oof, man, it's dramatic. And that moon in Leo, I mean, the Venus in Libra, square Pluto, damn. That's right on my moon. (laughs) Ouch. Ouch. Astrologers are not, I'll say it again, astrologers are not immune to transits. They get us too. Although I will say I'm kind of glad it's just down to the stupid emotional stuff, says my Libra moon. <laughs> Dumb emotions. Uh, and that we're just looking at building from here. I'd love to tell you it could be easy in the letting go. 
I haven't found an easy way on some things and you just kind of have to walk through it. And just, if you gotta cry, you cry and you wake up and it's another day. And you just do your thing. Um, yeah, so I'm watching my daughter's dog, Oda. She's named after Odin. It might have been a mistake. I think the only worst name we could have named her was Loki. But uh, she's a very active Australian shepherd. She's my grand dog. So I'm keeping my eye out while I do this podcast. So in this podcast, we're going to talk about the new moon and what it's going to be like through the signs and the rising signs and um, I'll have everything written up on Patreon in detail and on the website in detail but I'll just touch on the themes here on the podcast and what you can do right now between now and the new moon to make the most of this energetical wave from the cosmos grab your surfboards here we go So let's first of all talk about what manifesting is. Manifesting is to shape with your hands. That's what the word means, to shape with your hands, to make for you. And so many of you think it's just the universe in charge. The universe is driving traffic and you don't realize you're driving traffic. You and the universe co-create things together. So when you're thinking of the universe the way people anthropomorphize a deity, which means shape a deity into a human being, and you picture this energy directing traffic, and you feel like you have no control, you're giving up a lot of your power. And it can feel like that. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say I don't feel like that sometimes. Of course I do. Sometimes we wonder what the hell we're doing wrong. But in this journey, it's not a straight line. Sometimes it's a winding road. Things don't always happen instantly. And even the things that look like they're happening instantly don't always happen instantly. They take time. Or they're patterns, or they're part of cycles. And um, it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It could be you're doing everything right. In fact, sometimes it's having everything fall apart that makes the way forward. And if you're in that kind of moment where you feel like you're kind of losing everything, you might be on the verge of gaining everything, everything that's important. We are way too attached to outcomes. We're way too attached to prestige, to jobs, to people, to things. And anybody who's ever had to give it up for their freedom. I had a reading with somebody the other day whose parents had to flee a country because of political strife years ago 
they were born after that. And I remember those times. And they said, yeah, my mom, my mom doesn't buy nice things. I think it's because she had to leave it all behind. And I was like, yeah, I've had to do that. I know. I just, I knew something changed when I got to the stage. I started buying nice stuff. Because when you've had to leave it all behind, you have this sense of impermanence. And you know the pain of losing everything. Like everything you worked for. When you lose everything you worked for and everything you built, it's hard to want to have other stuff. It, it, it's scary. And yet you're really not healed when you let go of everything and you don't want to get more stuff because the stuff still owns you at that point. So, like I said, I knew I'd healed when I was like, hey, I'll buy those Art Deco lamps. (laughs) I love my Art Deco lamps. There's lots of ways we manifest things into our life, both positive and negative. Manifestation isn't just about getting the money. Peace, happiness, joy, love is an inside job. And loving ourselves is the most important thing. Sometimes we feel punished. But we feel punished because we've been indoctrinated on reward and punishment. Okay, I know it sounds crazy, guys. I know you're used to hearing this God will reward you for doing these things. And if you just do the right ritual. And then what happens when you do that ritual and it doesn't happen? What then? What then? How do you feel? You feel like shit. That's how you feel. What if it's not about the ritual? What if the biggest ritual you can do is really go inside of yourself and find out what is spectacular. What's good about you? What if you could just love yourself the way you needed to be loved? I know that's what I'm looking at. This uh, Leo moon is going through my progressed eighth house and it's a little ouchy. I got Venus square my Pluto in my natal. It's on my moon in the 11th. And in my progressed, it's on my moon in the 10th. And it really, really is ouchy this time. Well, it's not my moon in the 10th. It's actually, it's in the 10th house. My moon's in Virgo in my progress chart. It's not to the new moon. But it's still it's still an ouch. Can you hear the donkey and the dogs? I love the neighborhood donkey. But um, anyway, so this new moon in Virgo, like I said, it packs a wallop. I talked about that in the last episode. But let's talk about why it packs a wallop. We've got the moon trine Uranus. And this moon in Leo is a little bit gritty because we're letting go of stuff in the way of that trine. So a trine is unrestricted energy flow. So in order to have that um, trine 
between the moon, the new moon, and Uranus really take off and not get zapped. <laughs> it's got to let go. So you might be a little teary. You might be a little emotional. You might be a little gritty as you let stuff go. Crying is not a bad thing. Even hurting isn't a bad thing. Emotional hurting. It's not a bad thing. I know it feels bad at the time. But, you know, it's just like if you've got a toxin in you, it helps get it out. And if we internalize feelings, it makes us sick. Which, by the way, there is the cutest little lizard running by. It's not a gecko. It's a California alligator or crocodile lizard. I think it's alligator lizard. Anyway, they're cute. It's a little baby one. So it's important it's important to really really dig down on this moon and notice where you're giving yourself away notice where you are not considering yourself enough as part of the picture where you're thinking about everybody else where you're giving yourself away. And that's tough because we've been, especially if you've been socialized female, we have been trained to give ourselves away. Give ourselves up, wear ourselves out in the name of service. And service isn't always about doing that. And if you're going to be of service, you have to have good boundaries. That's why this new moon is so important Manifesting is an inside job. It doesn't matter what rituals you do. Do a ritual for you. Find out your own path. People want to do it right when they have their spiritual week. I want to do it right. The right way is inside of you. And I know that's frustrating to hear. I used to hate that shit. But it's true. It's true. The right way is inside of you. The best things I know, I can say this, is coming from a calm space, finding your calm. We can find our calm through meditation, through taking a bath, taking a walk, making some art, being in nature, or what you consider nature. All of that. All of that. Mm. Iced coffee is good. This new moon in Virgo is about precision, revision, organization, logistics, structure in a different way, not like Saturnian structure, but like your schedule, scheduling order, hygiene, health, your work in the world, your service, which is very different than your avocation. It's your daily grind. And with this new moon, Uranus, it's a great, great jumping off place 
to disrupting your daily life, your daily routine, the daily grind, to switch into something more meaningful, to find a new way to earn income, to find a side gig that you like. Now it's funny, I've taught this stuff for years and years and years and years and years, and not just astrology. I've taught online business because I pioneered online business. I started in 2005 with a question, what if the good guys made money? What if the good guys made money? What would, what would happen if the good guys made money? That's what I started doing. So I made um, my first HTML website. I spent 30 bucks out of my, my grocery budget. That's Malcolm. Shaking it off. I mean, you all need to be like Malcolm. Shake it off. But I spent $30 out of my grocery store budget or my grocery shopping budget to get hosting in a URL and started to figure out how to make an HTML website. And like everybody else, thought a business had to have a physical product. Like, you don't have a business if you don't have a physical product. And I knew lots of stuff. I could have made information products from the start. But I started with a physical product. I started with my hand spun yarn and went from there. And I did it with the intention of being able to teach it. Because it was the writing was on the wall in 2005 that the economy was tanking. Um, I was not surprised by 2008. One, I knew Pluto was going to ingress into Capricorn, and that was going to shake up the system and lead to the events in 2020. Um, I wanted to be able to teach people how to do well in their lives, and I wanted to do well in my life. I was several years into my isolation on that island where I couldn't get a decent job because I was overqualified. And there weren't any good jobs. And I wasn't willing to work a lot of hours for peanuts. And I thought, well, if I'm going to make peanuts, I might as well work for myself. That was kind of my attitude. And it didn't happen instantly. It took a lot of work. My poor brain. I spent a lot of nights crying because I was tired. I spent a lot of time questioning myself. I spent a lot of time... Wondering if I was nuts. And I couldn't really be public about being an astrologer because of where I lived was really conservative. They already thought I was a witch for hand-spinning yarn, guys. I'm like, first of all, I'm an energy worker and I'm a metaphysician. Witch was a term put on people uh, as a derogatory term. And so I never, I never, never chose to use that term. I like that people are reclaiming it. I don't know that it describes what I do. So I had to build something else. And as I built my hand-spun yarn business and then the Crochet Liberation Front, I moved into teaching other people. Astrology and business go hand in hand. CEOs often use astrologers 
Billionaires often use astrologers. But they ain't doing pop astrology. With Venus square Pluto, this is an inordinately powerful time to grow a business. To get your ideals on paper. To get your plan on paper. Not everybody knows how to do that. Not everybody knows how to look at the value they bring because you were taught to devalue yourself. That you were, your value is summed up by your production levels. That your value is summed up by what you can do for somebody else at a discount and the external circumstances of that. It's not true. It's not true. It's not who you are. Your value is beyond price. And it is because you are. It has nothing to do with what you make or what you put out in the world. That is one of the greatest lies we've ever been sold. So, this new moon in Virgo, it's a great time to write down your plan. Am I telling you to quit your day job? No. Am I telling you to plan out what you want to do moving forward? Yes. And if you can sit down in the new moon energy and plot your course, you will be amazed. So let's talk about what that looks like through the different signs. We'll do that in the next segment. All right, let's talk about the new moon through the houses. So if Virgo is your first house, the new moon is having you see yourself in a different light. There's, if you've been wanting to make some changes about yourself, your appearance, how you put yourself out there in the world, the new moon is giving you that opportunity. It's a great time to do some goal setting. Not about work, not about romance, for you on the interior. How do you want to feel? How do you want to be? What is your confidence level? That's what you're looking at. If Virgo is in your second house, you're looking at your resources, your finances. Um, you need things to be in order. You need things to be in order. Uh, don't beat yourself up. Just get organized. If Virgo is in your third house, you're looking at communications. You're looking at how you communicate to get your needs met, to meet you know, keep the physical body going. You're looking at how you get around in the world. Your car, if you're looking at new cars or getting car maintenance done. Um, you're looking at how you respond versus react. And I mean response as in writing and communication. About getting clear in your mind and your ideas. Manifest around that. Those are no small things fourth house you're looking at family issues you're looking at your home itself if you've been looking to move or you want to move this is a great time to make your lists about these things get specific as the moon is in virgo fifth house is about creative self-expression about um, unabashed self-expression you don't express yourself to be seen you do it because that's what you do you're human uh, if you do art, 
if you are a performer, if you're creative in any way, and that could be with spreadsheets, okay? These are about hobbies and skills, kids, family, all that. Not, not family, family, fourth house, but having children, dating. This is a time to get your list, make it specific. Sixth house, if you're, uh, sixth house is Virgo. This is about work, health, and service. This is a great time to look at your daily habits, if you want to make changes, um, if you want to get into a new health regime, if you want to look for a new day job, that's all there. If you're seventh house is Virgo, it's about how you commit, how you walk into commitments, whether it's best friends or business partners or um, a significant other. This is not romance. Romance is second house, guys. This is about commitments and contracts. So if you're wanting um, a business partner or if you need to get agreements done, this is the time. Um, if you're wanting to renegotiate how you come into things, this is the time to look at that. Eighth house is how we circulate and how we share what we gain from other, what we give to other. It's how we alchemize. It's where the magic is. It can be a little gritty in that house, so maybe you're grieving, you know. And grief takes a lot of shapes. It's not always the loss of people. It can be um, losing parts of yourself, even if you're growing in a good way. There's, there's that. It could be mourning how you used to be. It could be mourning how you got here. Get specific about how you want to change, how you want to transform. And if you're doing occult studies, what do you want to learn? Speaking of learning, ninth house. It's where we pick up new skills. It's where we share what we know. It's learning and teaching, professing our political be beliefs. We might be reassessing our beliefs. Get really specific about what you want. It's also production. Okay, so the third house is ideas or writing. The ninth house is producing those into something that's shared outside of ourselves in our local, in our little circle. So that's books, etc. Books, classes. Tenth house is your reputation in the world. It's your avocation. It's your vocation. Um, we're looking at that in a big way with Virgo new moon in the tenth. How do you want your your career to go? Now, most of us don't have a career. Most of us have a day job. Hi, bud. Most of us have a day job. So a career is your passion. It's something you don't retire from. You want to take a little... <laughs> Sorry, Malcolm wants our buddy. Ooh, there you go. So, um... What are you doing? So, sorry, my dog's being a goofball. Um, so make a list if you want to get your social media presence out there. It rules that too. Rules how people see you. Get specific. Get specific. This is about great place to look at branding if you've got a business. Um, 11th house is um, 11th house is hopes, dreams, inspiration, aspiration. Networks, community. This is where you want to take stock of that. Make your list. Make it specific. Okay. What are your goals? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? 
And I don't mean dreams like sleeping dreams. I mean like goal type dreams. Get specific. Moon is in Virgo on Monday, September 6th. Then the 12th house is our subconscious. And it is our connection with the divine. Um, It it could be, if I was there, I would want to um, maybe make some ease or detach a little bit more. Virgo's great energy for detachment. You are not cold if you detach. You can still have compassion and be detached. You don't have to be all in on things or completely obsessed with things. You can you can work on letting some stuff go. You could also want to have some new ritual to help you find ease and grace in life. So there's that. Um, Let's see. That is the moon, new moon through the houses. New moon through the houses. I'll be writing that up more on Patreon. And probably by the time you listen to this, I will have it written up. Um, And on Astro Alerts and in the Astro Adventures on WokeAstrology.com. I try to make as much information as accessible as possible to help people through their spiritual journeys. Um, I'm ahead of some of you. I'm behind others. You know, none of us walk alone. Uh, we could feel alone in it, but we're not. We're never alone, you know. Um, on that 12th house, if you've been wanting to get in touch with your guides, you need to let go of thinking you're alone. They're always around you. They're always giving encouragement. It's just if we're down in the dumps and we're feeling like we need to eat worms, it's hard to notice all those beautiful signs around you. It's hard to notice that. When you're feeling like shit. And I know, I've been there, man. I've been there. Right now I've got the moon running through my progressed eighth house. It's a little gritty. I'm alchemizing something. I'm not sure where it's going yet. I'm not sure at all. I know my heart hurts a little bit. And I don't mean physically. And you ask yourself, how many times? How many times? Kind of feels like Charlie Brown with Lucy and the football, doesn't it? When we keep having patterns come up. And yet, the answer is always within. The answer is always love. And it is always loving yourself and not beating yourself up. That's a tough walk. Some things are easier said than done. Some things are easier said than done. But it doesn't mean it's not worth it. Okay? You know, the real manifestation is finding the peace, the joy, the love inside because people come and go, jobs come and go, houses come and go. We're not here to have a perfect life. Remember that as the moon gets ready to move out of Leo into Virgo. Perfection isn't it. The perfection's in the correction, but the power is in the noticing. I want to talk a little bit more about the Venus to Pluto and Venus and Mars to Pluto action going on right now. 
because it's really freaking intense. I know because Venus is on my moon and my moon is square Pluto right now. And oh God, it hurts. <laughs> it just straight out hurts. And yet, I know what to do with pain. And that's what I want to share with you in the next segment. Well, after the patron shoutouts. Let's do the patron shoutouts first. Those always make me feel better. So I want to give another couple of patron shout-outs. First of all, I want to give a big shout-out to Chris, my assistant, who gets all the links out to everybody, who is also a patron and an amazing artist. She's got her link up in the Sunday links in the Discord. Go check out her Facebook group, because she's very funny in there. I've got Tanya, Laura, EMPZDZ, Emily, Tiffany Lee, Christine, Emma, Adam, Christina, Lizzie, Catherine, Allie, Oriana, Neff, Barbara, Leilani, there we go, I can speak, Shane, Bryce, Cindy Rock, Claire, Michelle Darrow, Adrian, Tara, Kate, Oscaris, Jenny, Stephanie, Eileen, Tatiana, Caleb, Carol, Anna Carey, Molly, Nicole Lewis, Kiebert, Shelby, Irene, Lexi, McKenna, Heather, Amanda, Janelle, Deanna, Joanne, and Sarah, or Sarah. Oh my goodness, what a wonderful group. We've got some talking about uh, some trash TV that incorporated astrology. People are enjoying that conversation. I think it's like um, some reality show and love. I don't know. I don't watch TV. So I can't talk on it. Um, I was talking about supply chain disruptions and Australia has got a uh, they're not going to be taking certain postal items. So you might want to look up if you ship to Australia. I'm going to take a look at that. And then the U.S. Postal Service is raising their rates. When? Oh, wait, in October. <clears throat> so a lot of times people think businesses need to be physical products. And that is not true. We can sell our knowledge and our skills and teach people things. And um, that's important stuff to know. It's important stuff to know. So anyway, just planting some seeds there, guys. Make sure if you do have physical products that you're paying attention to the rates. I want to thank all of my patrons. You guys are amazing. Um, Beyond it having been an emotional start to my day, thanks to the moon and Leo being in my eighth house in my progress chart, and Venus scoring off with Pluto. Thanks, Venus. Um, It was freaking hot today in Southern California. So we could use some cooler weather. That's all I gotta say. It was just freaking hot. Bring on the fall. So I'm gonna talk about um, dealing with pain. 
and um, how to deal with the Venus square Pluto action because we got it around for you know just a little bit like tomorrow it might be a little crunchy too and we've got Mars trying Pluto that's that's intense energy as well and talk about how that's going to show up in social causes and what we can do about things Right. So we have this idea that our spiritual work is like supposed to be pristine and we're supposed to be like this flowing goddess or god in billowing robes and moving about the world gracefully. And it's often not like that. There's things called dark nights of the soul and they're completely normal and it feels like you've lost everything or you're losing everything or you're losing yourself. <clears throat> and you're not. It's temporary. Even if it lasts like a whole year, it's just one year. We live a lot longer than that. And I've walked through those. And and I had a very intense one late last night into this morning. I felt better after doing Living by Luna and Cosmic Surfers for my patrons. But, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was intense. And it was kind of nice, too, because when I felt into it, that Venus square Pluto is um, it's our values and, and they're being forced to evolve. We're being forced to see ourselves differently. We're being forced to know ourselves differently. We're being put in a position that all those old wounds that we hold over our own heads and blame and shame and guilt and all that other fun stuff. They don't serve and they make us feel awful. So if you're blaming yourself for stuff in your past, and sometimes we do, you know, and it's funny because like for me, it was like on relationship stuff. And I have this thing I say, like, like I have bad taste in men. I pick the wrong people. And those statements are not really true. Um, I was really abused as a kid. Love was a word that got used and it was not well applied. And um, so I didn't know how to make healthy attachments. So when I say, when I'm blaming myself, that is the same as blaming yourself for what happened to you if you've been abused. And it's just like, it doesn't matter what you wear, you know, um, it's abuse is never your fault. And when we choose abusive partners, because that's the relationship pattern we know, even if they are on the outside better than what we first experienced, it's not, it's not your fault. You have to learn a new parameter. You have to expand your point of view. And... I noticed it in my own thinking. And at first I kind of beat myself up for it. I talked about this in Living by Luna and Cosmic Surfers today. Um, I, I was beating myself up for it. And that wasn't very nice, you know, to myself. Um, and that's what was causing the pain. Was my resistance to, um, to just accepting what was. And it was my resistance 
to walking away because walking away isn't really the option in this case it was like maybe you just need to have a freaking conversation and I know that sounds really really simple but again if you haven't had um a healthy attachment or you haven't known how to have a relationship a healthy one some of these things can feel like life and death because there's a part of you that is absolutely terrified and it's in the subconscious <clears throat> and even if you've got to zero clinical markers even if you're mostly healthy right even if you've got your brain balanced which i did there's still stuff you're gonna find you're never ever 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 done don't be despairing of that because it means you're growing and this venus square pluto is is you're forcing to find your value out not outside of yourself but within yourself and you have to look at things with a new lens but in order to look at them with a new lens you have to like see through the old lens and see what needs to change and that's what hurts it hurts it hurts for me it was like one of my other statements i mean because word patterns can really indicate like what's that and and if you notice the word patterns you've got going on they tell you a lot about your consciousness and so one of mine was is i give and i give and i give and it's never enough i'm never enough never enough never enough that is a very hurtful phrase doesn't mean I think I'm not worthy it's the fact I, I know I'm worthy but there's a part of me that that feels like that I have to prove my value and this is because I also have Mars on my Pluto and my South Node in Virgo, training Pluto. So I'm being forced to grow up in all kinds of ways. Oh, <laughs> oh! It's also why the horoscopes are a little bit late. I promise they'll be up tonight. It's just like a hundred something degrees in my room, even with the air conditioning. So. It's just not happening until it cools off. Sorry, I can't. It's hot. Um, that also doesn't help. The hot temperatures, the hot, dry temperatures, they're not helping. Because nothing makes you grittier than heat exhaustion. And yes, I've been drinking water. And I had fruit for dinner with some salt on it. I'm working on staying hydrated, guys. But Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy, it's been hot. So, collectively, with Venus square Pluto, there's going to be some pain, and it, it, it's around our, our ability to be loved and to love. You could feel alone, you could feel lost, you could feel empty. Those are all feelings. They're all not necessarily true, though, because you are lovable, you are valuable, you are worthy. Or all of those things. You're not really, you're not really lost, and you're not really alone. You're not as alone as you think you are. Even if you don't have any friends right now, you know there's plenty around you. There's nature. You can feel into it. You can feel your connection with the all that is. Trust me, your guides are right with you. 
Your guides are right with you. You're not as alone as you think. They're never away from you. We talked about that in Cosmic Surfers as well. I'll get that link out to everybody. It was crunchy. And when we have pain, understand that pain is because we're trying to hold on to things that don't serve us. So like holding on to the ideas of like me holding on, I'm never enough. That That is something I need to let go of. I know I'm more than enough. You know, and it's funny because on one hand, I was always told I was too much. And on the other hand, and, and then on the other side of it, it was never enough. And so there's this dichotomy. And I've been healing on that for 30 some years. And you'll find it every now and then through an intense transit and go, oh, there it is. There it is. And so how did I deal with it? Well, one, I let myself cry through it because if you're up in the big feels, you just got to have the big feels. Yeah. So I grieved through all these different moments in time where I had felt that way and, and, and just kind of gave myself some love. I noticed where I was talking poorly to myself and I reframed my thoughts. I went to sleep. That was last night or this morning, early hours. Got up. Still felt pretty close to what I felt like when I went to sleep because we were really strong feelings. And I was going to text the person I'm in a relationship with and just say a lot of stupid stuff. And, and I realized, like, when I was texting, like, when I was writing the things out, I'm like, well, that's just going to get me exactly what I don't want. And so after I got done teaching, I actually called this person. I left a voicemail because I had, I had just sent one text that, that was annoying enough. It wasn't horrid, but it was still annoying. And so I, I just left a message and I said, you know, I just need some clarity. And I haven't asked for that before. I just would assume rejection and try to walk away. And it's so funny because this person just kind of stands there going, okay, uh, why? And he took it as I was playing hot and cold. Like, I'm, I'm changing my mind. And it's like, we've already had a conversation about that where I was like, no, I don't ever change my mind about you. Um, what it is, is I have a very insecure attachment style. So just because you can get out of having cortisol poisoning doesn't mean you're all the way fixed, right? So <clears throat> I he he called me and we talked about it. And I was like, so you know, why, why am I not enough? And he said, did I ever say you weren't enough? And I was like, no. And he goes, you're plenty. Don't worry about it. You know, we're seeing each other tomorrow, you know? And it was just, it was a miscommunication. It doesn't help if you, you guys both speak different languages too. But, um, and I mean like, English is my first language. English is not his first language. And we both speak, I speak a little of his language. And he speaks my language. But it's still, there's nuance. And so sometimes we have 
shitty communication unless we're in front of each other and can watch each other's body language and hear each other's tone of voice, which is why he called. Because when we talk, it's okay. And there was a part of me last night going, don't text. Don't do this through text. You know you're going to misunderstand each other. Just don't do it. Just don't. You're going to misunderstand him. He's going to misunderstand you. You have learned this. Which is why I pulled back. I did that one little text. Because I couldn't help it. And it felt better having the conversation. Now, this may seem like basic relationship skills 101. But when I was younger, I could not have those conversations. The fear of the answer was so strong. I could not have those conversations with someone. And you'd be like, but Laura, you're so confident. I am in 90% of my life. I am. And again, I worked really hard and I really did get to zero clinical markers, which means I don't have PTSD anymore. And I don't have these other things that I had the anxiety and the depression, but I have an anxious or insecure attachment style. So it's learning to have a secure attachment style at 50 freaking two. It's not freaking easy, guys. And is this part of the spiritual journey? Yeah. Our spiritual journey is human. As a human being, we are spiritual beings. This whole drama fest we live in, that's what we're here for. Just like people like reality TV. Guess what? Your life is reality TV. Your own personal soap opera. So what do you do when the pain comes up? You see it for what it is and you love yourself harder. If it was a friend or a client or a child that felt the way you felt, how would you treat them? Would you kick them and tell them they suck? Would you shun them? If you're listening to me, probably not. You would probably be really compassionate and gentle. Do that for you. Be that kind to you. And and it takes a minute. You know, sometimes we just have to feel those big feelings, you know? Oh my God, there's so many bugs. Goodness sakes. Can't eat a lot. I'm outside because it's cooler, but geez. And it's too hot to wear sweatpants right now. Gee, many Christmas. But anyway, so we've got, we've got that. On a collective level, I think I talked about this earlier. We've got the Venus square Pluto, and that's women's rights are under threat. And I've seen a lot of BIPOC creators saying, hey, white women, you know, you've you've participated in this. And at first I felt really defensive because I was like, I've been a fucking radical my whole life. What are you talking about? And then I was like, yeah, and you were one of very few people. (laughs) So collectively, they are correct. Um, it wasn't about me. And they're right, because I've been arguing with people that they were compromising their lives and that there were these other situations going on for years. But I also, and, and I heard one today say something great, like if you're crocheting pussy hats, for God's sake, that is performative. And that's what I thought about it when, like, when Trump got elected and they had the Women's March. I didn't go. 
I didn't want to be part of history. I didn't need to be seen in a picture in Life magazine or Time magazine. I wanted fucking change. And change doesn't happen through a march. That is, that is empty rhetoric if we don't do other things. You get elected, guys. And like I said, I don't want elected office. I want to help a younger woman get into elected office. I want to be a guide or a counsel. I don't want to take the office because I'm 52. We need young people. We need people in their late 20s and early 30s. Because the reality is there's more of them than there is of my age group. And yeah, we need people of all ages to be represented. But I would rather stay active and supporting causes and supporting candidates. And we really need young people out there and in office. That's one of the reasons I love AOC. I've, I've donated to her multiple times. I love AOC. I love her fire. Such a little saggy. She's a Sagittarius. But we need people with fire in their belly. And we need to support them. And we need to take local offices, like local, on the ground, city, county, state. Because that's exactly what the evangelicals did over the last 40 years. And that is exactly how Texas happened. They support their candidates. The GOP funds their candidates. The Tea Party did that too, the Koch brothers. And we had this one stupid county commissioner in Northwest Washington. This woman was nuts. Like t- Trump level bananas. And this is long before Trump. This is during the Obama era. And she was a carpetbagger. They like literally transplanted this chick in from Michigan to Northwest Washington. She ran was a really good sign campaign. She got a lot of signage, and so people just voted for the signs they saw, right? And she literally forced the GOP and Democrats to work together in the county to get rid of her because she was off the rails. Like, she had a primary resident not in her district. You can't do that. That's illegal. She would get, she would start screaming crazy stuff in the middle. I mean, the recordings were insane from the county commission meetings. They were just off the charts, strange. And so when she went to move to another county, I got a a hold of my friend who was an active Democrat in that county. And I said, you've got to have friends on the other side of the aisle because people who are politically active see each other at lots of events on both sides, especially in local politics. You belong to the same community. And I was like, you've got to have friends in the GOP. And they were like, yeah, I do. Why? And I'm like, you need to send them this woman's information. I hear she wants to run for treasurer of your county. We have had such a problem with her and ours. Um, just tell them they don't want her. She's, she's caused too many problems. And because, I, you know, I was living in a very small county and this other county was much bigger, they may not have been aware. And so she was like, hey, thanks. And she watched the county commission meeting link I had sent her and she came back with oh my god I was like yeah I'm like come on honey the GOP and the Dems are working together that's how bad it is and so she got it to 
the Republicans in that county and it stopped that very, very odd person from being there, which was good because it was a much bigger county with a much bigger budget and much bigger population. And so, because I was like, this isn't partisan. This is just, this person is off the rails. And that was the writing on the wall. Now, this is a long time ago. This is, this is... (laughs) This is way before 2016. It was like, I don't know, 2012, 2011, something like that. A long time ago. So, and, and the writing was on the wall before that. It's just people were too busy to pay attention. And I'm not blaming you if that was you. But you can't afford to not pay attention. And that's what this time we're living in is. And so with the Venus square Pluto, we're seeing where all of our rights are being disassembled. And with Mars trying Pluto, we're getting the fire in our belly to do something about it. But it's got to be more than performative action. It's got to be more than marches. And marches play a part, but, but you, you've got to take some real civil action. You can't just march. And for The Handmaid's Tale, it's a fictional story, first of all. Second of all, it's based off real things. Like, anybody who thinks that, oh, these things, you know, were just in a fictional work. No, she based every single thing that happened on things that have already happened. And I haven't read the book and I haven't watched the show because I don't want to. I already knew we were going to be facing these scenarios. It was pretty obvious when they started saying spaghetti straps were indecent. When they started policing little girls' bodies in schools, they didn't do that when I was a kid. They did not police your body as a kid. Not like that. I mean, it was conservative in the 70s and 80s, but not like it was in the 2000s. And when I would complain about it, even lightly, I got called a militant feminist, and maybe I should be a militant feminist. There's, there's a part of me now that's like, just freaking burn it to the ground, guys. And there are women who voted for these things. There are women who are in office in Texas today who firmly believe patriarchy is not just about men. It is a system of dominance and control. And that is what needs to be undone. And that is what will be undone by hook or by crook because Pluto is in Capricorn. And it's really, really important that we we do more than march. You know, get elected. Find an empty seat. <laughs> Find an empty seat. That's what's important right now. Support the people running. Be involved. That's what Bernie was trying to tell everybody. He always said he couldn't do it alone. That it took people getting involved on the ground. And he was right. Because even if he became president, he'd only be so effective if he didn't have support in the House and the Senate. And that's just at the national level. You have to have people on the ground in the local, you know, mayors, city councils, library boards, um, water districts. 
guys, you gotta be involved. What does this have to do with astrology? Everything. What does it have to do with this, with spirituality? Everything. Everything. Good people don't sit by and watch bad things happen. We don't just sit, just like manifesting. You don't just sit there and wish it into being. You line up with it. You line up your mindset. You line up your actions with your mindset. You're not so attached to outcomes that things have to come a certain way so that you block other avenues. By the way, my daughter's dog has already been out. She's just complaining. So, it's time, guys. Take charge of your life. Get involved in lots of different ways. But don't ask for frickin' permission. And don't, you don't stop needing to be a good person and stop beating yourself up. And when you feel the pain, love yourself that much harder. Because we are very much enough. And we are very worthy. Very much enough. And you know what's really cool? Is even that conversation ahead with my fella, Mr. Bossy Pants, to those of you keeping up with my love life. He never said, you are enough, you're my everything. He never said that. He just said, did I ever say you're not enough? <laughs> I was like, well, no. I had to know it. Like, he doesn't hand me my well-being. He doesn't hand that to me. And I appreciate that about us he doesn't hand me my esteem because my esteem is my business and yeah we've all been trained well he should be telling me I'm the moon and the stars and it's everything man hates waiting and he took me to a DMV and sat with me for an hour and a half when he had other things to do and that may seem basic, but, you know, it's not like we're married. It's not like we're even, you know, we're still going slow. He still sat with me in the DMV. He hates waiting. You have no idea how he has an Aries moon. Okay. Hates waiting. That's why I didn't even want to ask him. Because I knew he hated waiting. And he was like, wait, you need that done? Well, I like to help you. I'm like, okay. It's up to me to know I'm enough. Not for him to tell me. His words, even though I have Venus in Gemini, words aren't it. It's showing it and feeling it. And it's my job to know I'm more than enough. And I hope that helps. So just know, as confident as I am, and I am, all that confidence is real. Even I have moments where I cry until my eyes are swollen because we're human. And we all have things that get in the way of our peace and our joy. And that's where we grow. Those gritty moments are where we grow and we come to greater understanding. They are not moments to be judged. And um, I actually have a squirrel right now aiming pecans at my head. <laughs> it has missed me so far, but I'm kind of sitting here going, oh my God, is the squirrel going to nail my head? We have very aggressive squirrels. They're very large. So, with that in mind, guys, 
New moon in Virgo tomorrow. Get specific. Much love.